Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus. Today's show is presented by GEICO. Insurance can be hard. That's why GEICO makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go info in the app. It is easy to GEICO. I am here with my best friends, Mike Clay and Field Yates. How are you guys doing today? Mike, you first. Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, brought the Kelly Green are. out today. Yeah. Yeah. Got the, brought my helmet in from home. Uh, yeah, what a, what a showing. The helmets look great at the link last night. Oh, they did. Wasn't quite the vet. The, I wish we could have played it at the vet. That'd be a real throwback. Mm. With the, the AstroTurf included? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, the concrete the, uh, right concrete underneath this like, thin turf. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that's where I spent my childhood, which with the old helmets, watching you right. know the, the Buddy Ryan and Rich Kotite and, and that sort of era. So uh, Ray Rhodes, all those guys. So that was cool to see those uniforms. Yeah. And it was cool to see the Eagles just take it to Miami because, honestly, my objective opinion was Miami would win that game. And I thought that as late as early fourth quarter when it was still a tie game close yeah. game it seemed like my, philly was just barely hanging on i was wrong i was wrong the eagles impressed me that was their best all-around game this season they beat a a pretty good team miami maybe not quite as dominant as we thought but still a uh, pretty darn good team with a lot of offensive firepower so super impressive by philly we'll talk more about the fantasy insight on that part in just a little bit here but mm-hmm. uh, i need to apologize to you mm. america yeah and our international audience because i broke the live stream today I have no idea what happened, <laughs> but somehow it's my fault. So yeah, if you're is. wondering why you couldn't watch us live at 11 a.m. Eastern time, blame me. And the best way to blame me, this, this, is, this is a good watch, watch this, guys, yeah, I like it. is to go okay. either on Twitter yep. or Instagram or TikTok and follow me at Field Yates. Oh, that's how you do it. That's and what it is. And just tell me there. You can blame me. He's got to follow me first. Uh, no, more seriously, we don't, we don't have a live stream. Our apologies there. So if you're normally part of our YouTube fandom, absolutely love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, but you'll still get the full audio pod. If you're watching this on TV, shout out television. That's right. Uh, big week 7-2 uh-huh. recap. And congrats. Seriously, like, that was a very, very mm-hmm. impressive uni- uh, win from the Eagles in just some of the best uniforms in all of sports. Yeah, awesome. I've got a short list of like five teams that I wish would bring back their throwbacks. The Eagles are certainly very close to the top of that mm-hmm. list yeah. with the Kelly Greens. And shout out East Ventura. It's the East Ventura Bowl. It was yeah, also my Super Bowl prediction for this year. I'm hoping uh, East will be in attendance when okay. that happens because yes. inevitably it will be what do you think he's up to these days dolphins? i don't know what do you think ace is doing that's a great question uh, what's he investigating question. where what, what do detectives do he, I I, know, I, oh you know what i have an idea i just feel bad saying it because what oh, is he looking he might for get, Go ahead. he's investigating what the heck happened to the lions <laughs> yesterday <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. let's pay this off real fast though the reason why you're wearing a, a a little thing there and why i'm wearing one of these is because we had a board bet Tua yeah. versus Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mike and I took Jalen Hurts. We came home with the dub this week. Shout out to our friends over at Trophy Smack. If you want something like this, go check it out. You get uh, trophysmack.com. You get 10% off with the code Focus Belt Field. Unfortunately, you're wearing the FFL loser, which is tough. It's not even a loser here. Well, I kind of think it contrasts well with, with my pink? highlighter pink. I like it, actually. Roback sweatshirt. So I don't think it's that big of a loss right now. Uh, and I think it was fairly close, right? I think Tua was only outscored by Hurts by like 17 fantasy points last night. A lot closer than what you had probably 17? realized. Oh, okay, I thought you were being serious for a second. I was like, <laughs> no. 
Mike had this look of consternation right there. I was. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not true. That's going to be a topic for this week, though. Two playing in the Northeast. Yeah, interesting. That's three three duds in a row playing in the Northeast. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, let's dive in on this Lions. Ravens game. The Lions got their butts handed to them. Guys, these Ravens looked fantastic, starting specifically with Lamar Jackson. This dude put on an MVP performance this week. The first signs of Lamar Jackson looking like the Mm -hmm. 2019 version of Lamar Jackson when he won NFL MVP unanimously. He was terrific. Uh, There was a stat that ESPN Stats and Info shared in which Lamar Jackson had 246 passing yards when under duress yesterday. That's the most passing yards that ESPN Stats and Info has ever charted under duress since they began charting it in wow. 2009. Wow. A virtuoso performance <clears throat> from Lamar Jackson. Uh, if not for a certain other quarterback who I think either just eclipsed him, he would have been quarterback. I'm oh, sorry, he's quarterback one for the week. My bad. Uh, very close to somebody else. But uh, quarterback one week for Lamar Jackson. And I think maybe the most encouraging part for Lamar is that while he did do his usual stuff on the ground, Nearly 360 passing yards yep. and three mm-hmm. passing touchdowns too, Mike. We were told this offseason, this new-look passing offense, we finally felt like we got one yesterday. Yeah, 100%. And having a healthy Odell Beckham probably helped a little bit. Not big numbers, but he was on the field a lot more. He was, was a yeah. larger part of that offense, so they were healthy, yep. you know, for the most part. No J.K. Dobbins, but they're, you know, they have a, a committee they like in the backfield. Fifth, uh, headed to his fifth straight top 10 fantasy week is Lamar Jackson, so he's good to go. Also, do you realize he has 69 carries this season? Absurd. I mean, they've only played seven games. That yeah. is Big time rushing production. I think he'll blow by his per game uh, pace from last season. So he's doing it all through the air, uh, on the ground. And now they have a great matchup again against Arizona. So yeah. they should be, keep this rolling. It's going to be a tricky one traveling all the way out west. But you know uh, that game's going to be closer than it needs oh, to be. Exactly. It's just that's the just nature of the beast. It it's, yeah. uh, it's almost like Detroit. Like yeah. it's not like they traveled far, but going into Baltimore into that environment and they. The wheels kind of fell off yeah. of that team. It was it was unreal to see. I did not see that coming. Game. So Lamar was great. Mark Andrews was awesome as yes, well. He, he had two touchdowns. Another big day for uh, Mark Andrews. His second game with two touchdowns this season. Do we feel like we have clarity in the Ravens' backfield? Because I think there's going to nope. be this temptation to say, ah, the Gus bus rolls along. Stop 14 it. carries yesterday. No. Field, let me tell you why. Okay. Can I tell you why? I would love it if First you told off, me why. First off, if you start Gus Edwards, you need him to get in the end zone because yeah. he doesn't catch well, he's passes. He's only done right? that twice Ex- this season. And, and he did yeah. that this week. So, yeah, like, he say. would have paid off if yeah. you needed that. But on. on top of that, he does catch passes. He caught one pass for 80 yards. That's <laughs> a nine a point play right there. 15 oh, point play. He did, not, he did not score on that. No, yeah. he, he got he a rushing sc- touchdown. He had two touchdowns. Oh, yesterday. yeah. He scored them both yesterday, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He scored on that? Oh, yeah. I was pretty sure that he was tackled. Interesting. You know what, Daniel? He was tackled, but it was. He was tackled. But so. Uh, one total touchdown. One okay. total right. touchdown. Okay. You know what? You're I screwed nine up? fantasy points. I screwed up the live stream and I've screwed up a graphic so far. So, <laughs> you know okay. what? And your board bet. What's I'm, going on here, man? You know what? I'm going to take the rest of the week off. You know what? That's probably a good idea. Field's on his bye week. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> no, no teams are on a bye week. Field's taking his <laughs> bye week. That's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, he honestly, this is one of those things if you played him against a tough Lions defense, you did it in, sp- in spite of probably wanting to because this is not a kind of defense that we've wanted to play running backs against. But this week, it definitely paid off if you did have to use I Edwards. legitimately wonder, did he have 80 career receiving yards coming into, coming the, into the game? The game. Yeah, I, Let I'm me sure, find out. I'm sure he did. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't it, know, Mike. But here's the, here's the thing. He had 15 touches, roughly the same usage as usual. His previous season high. High and in yardage this year was 62. Yeah, he had 80 oh, on man. one play. It was uh, I don't say fluky because it was an impressive play, and you know you get that much volume. Eventually, you're going to have a few big plays, but it was business as usual for yeah. his usage. And we also saw a little Keaton Mitchell in this game yeah. as well. Yeah. So they might end up using three backs. 
I, I, the needle really hasn't moved for me for Gus Edwards. He's an RB2. This is amazing. Or, uh, or a fringe RB2, more of a flex. Yeah, so. I was going to say, more of a flex as well. 28% of his career receiving yards came on one, one play, play yesterday. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards has been in the NFL for oh, like gross. five years. He's, Shout out, Gus Edwards. Yeah, five targets this season. Yeah. Just not a factor. And that's going to not a factor in the passing game. And that's going to really lower his floor in fantasy. Yep. So, uh, again, nothing has really changed here much. Other Her- side of this game, yeah. Jameer Gibbs was involved in the passing game. No yeah. David Montgomery here. Very limited Craig Reynolds as well. Yeah. We saw a lot no. of Jameer Gibbs. They're saving Gibbs. him for the playoffs. That's what Cuts it down is. Thing. <laughs> Cuts <laughs> down thing. Sorry. Uh, but this was the perfect game script for Jameer Gibbs. Although sure I was. will admit, I was nervous, and I get it, that Dan Campbell was born to compete. But it was like 38-6 to six early in the fourth quarter. I'm like, do we really need Jared Goff? I was worried about that same about yeah. And Jameer Gibbs out there. No one got hurt, thankfully. Yep. Jameer Gibbs piled up the catches. Um, and I, So I don't think that nine catches for Jameer Gibbs is repeatable because I don't think they're going to be losing 38-6 uh, to six very frequently when it's also paired with, what, 11 carries for 68 mm-hmm. yards. But more than anything, like this, the eye test certainly shined yesterday for Jameer Gibbs. Looks like the player that we thought he could become coming out of Alabama. Yeah, 86% of the snaps in That's that great. game. Yep. So uh, we expect Montgomery to be out probably this week. Probably it's this not week, for sure, we but nine by. Yeah. have to buy. Yeah. Uh, Gibbs is a guy who, you know, I ran the early projections and plugged in his usage for this week and then scaled it back a little bit. And he's like a top five running back wow. in the projections. I mean... He had 10 targets, and, yeah. and his usage in the passing game has been huge all year, and he played 80% of the snaps. Really good offense, good offensive line. Yep. I mean, what's the, what does uh, I like to say? Five box? Five box uh, running back. I mean, he's doing it all, and they are at home against the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Monday Night Football on ESPN. This is setting up for a big game for Jameer Gibbs. I don't know how we don't rank him as a mid-range RB1 at, at worst. Feels like Amon Ross St. Brown is going to continue to be there as well. This dude is just locked in as Jared Goff. 25 Goss's safety catches over the past two weeks. He had 19 mm-hmm. targets this week. Ridiculous. That I mean, obviously, unreal. game script was so perfect for them, right? They're hey. down 28 to nothing in the first half, but... 25 catches. Game Who cares how it comes? Was you just want those catches. Fantasy managers, not for Detroit Lions. But yes. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Six games this season. He has five top 15 weeks. He's eighth in fantasy points per game. So oh my he's kind of what he was last year, right? Yeah. He's just hanging right around as a back end wide receiver one, and we'll take that all day long. He it's is Julian Edelman. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move ahead and talk about your Philadelphia Eagles let's taking go. on the Dolphins, let's Mike Clay. Yeah. This is a big question that I came in. Field, we had talked about this. I, I, yeah. I didn't have any question marks around A.J. Brown. I didn't have any question marks around Tyreek Hill. I wanted to see what the secondary wide receivers were going to do here. Thank you. And part of this, like it kind of felt a little bit like we've been seeing all season long, unfortunately. All right. we, it was still the A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill show. Yeah, sure Mike, you, you do your thing first. Like You, you tell me Eagles why fan. I should not be nervous about Devontae Smith. Uh, I'm a little more nervous. Hey, now. hey there we go. <laughs> I moved we his uh, target share down. He, especially with no buys this week, he's a lot further down in the rankings. I'm definitely worried about it. He had a, a drop in this one. I mean, granted, it was a nice play, but I think it was Van Ginkle came yep. back and he knocked did. out of his hands. But uh, it is really, it's just like J- Jalen Hurts is locked on A.J. Brown and to mm-hmm. an extent Dallas Goddard, and they're not quite as productive, especially near the goal line this year. It's just not happening right now. He's had a lot of duds. He, he Early on, he had a couple decent games, but it's really fallen off. So I definitely have some concerns about Smith. I still think he's startable, but I do not think he's a lineup lock anymore. Does he need to be like put in timeout, Daniel? Is I think that that's what this is. Fantasy timeout? Fantasy he timeout does. right now. But you know what happens? Though? This is how it works, is that we tell you, hey, fantasy timeout for a week. Let him go think about what's happened so far this season. Come mm-hmm. back motivated in week nine, better mm-hmm. than ever. And then in week eight, he goes off. That's what it is. They're playing the Commanders next week, by the way. How's Ooh. that for a matchup? 
Pretty yeah, good. A great one. Pretty good. So yeah, uh, yeah but I, I will I'll just be the first to admit, as somebody who has Devontae Smith and he's I, I have enough wide receiver depth where players who are certainly inferior in terms of overall capabilities might like make a push to play over Devontae Smith. I will be thinking about it longer and harder than I have in recent weeks because there are no teams out of buy this week. Yep. If you want some reason for optimism, yes, AJ Brown me. has gone five straight games with at least 125 receiving yards. That's wow. tied for an NFL record. With Calvin Johnson. Yeah, and, yeah, that's and one other optimism player. for AJ Brown. No, no, but that's not sustainable. I mean, it's literally the he's the third person to ever do that. He's yeah. going to come back to earth, and when he does that, who's gonna who's yeah, gonna I go mean, to around go like twenty twenty five when he comes back down to earth? Yeah, I will maybe, then maybe turn this, to I would say Smith. probably this week. It would be the odds on that he does not have a hundred. Red zone question, so. Addison. If you're listening, let's go. Will yep. AJ Brown put up one twenty five plus? I mean, he's done it five in a row. Yeah, Field Jalen Waddle put it on the board. We saw he was limited. Obviously, he had a yeah, back, back injury so in and like out that, of the game. Yeah, yeah, that was tough here. This yeah. I think the conversation and Mike sort of hinted it earlier is about Tua and how much upside there is and which matchups we can forecast to be a little bit more difficult. He remains a zero with his legs. That part is not going to change this season but he's had three bad games this year for fantasy purposes actually four he's uh only oh. had he's had 22 plus points three times yep. he's been outside the top 12 four times okay oh wow so, so yeah what's wider than you probably realize so yeah. this we'll we'll, we'll we'll talk more about this throughout the week whether we think this patriots matchup which is in miami this weekend yes, so not in home. new england mm-hmm. um without christian gonzalez who was excellent the first game that those two teams played is as much of a difficult matchup to move him outside that top 12 or not i just think that sort of the the Tua experience is one that comes with a little bit more of a roller coaster than some of the quarterbacks who, even if he's averaging more points per game than them this season, they might be a little bit steadier. Yeah, because he doesn't run, too. That's going to lower his floor so much. I think being able to have Jalen Waddle back as a part of that offense will absolutely help, too. When he's limited, you can tell he's just not at full strength with that offense. No doubt. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. Field, why don't you help us pay some bills? I will do that, Daniel. Are you overwhelmed by insurance or your fantasy football lineups? Oh, yes, I am. Okay, me too with the insurance (laughs) part. So let's go ahead and make it easy. Get all your insurance in one place with GEICO. Plus, get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access with the award-winning GEICO mobile app. See how easy insurance can be and go to GEICO.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus, yep. guys, we are going to make our way through. You can take that off. Keel Jates, Mike Lay, Daniel Dot, making our way through our Week 7 recap. I do Chiefs. like the neon yellow with the, with the hot, pink, with hot yeah. pink. I love yeah. it. I got a lot yeah. going on today. I like it. On I'm, I'm on board with it. Two good Chiefs colors. and Chargers. I'm on board with Patrick Mahomes getting his first 30-point game of yeah. the season. First top Who three finish of the season. That it was going to take until Week 7 for Patrick Mahomes to see 30 points in Chargers a Chargers defense fixing all. See, they right. are the gift that keeps on giving yeah. to opposing quarterbacks. Dak Prescott last Monday night, but this one was a much more... Exp- like, Dak was obviously excellent last Monday night for fantasy. He also had 40 rushing yards and a rushing <laughs> touchdown, something he hadn't done for a very long time. Patrick Mahomes had 321 passing yards in the first half against the Chargers. That's more than he has had in any game so far this season. Here's the important part, I think, for Patrick Mahomes as well. And defenses can certainly shift from week to week, as we are seeing right now with the team, the Chiefs, next play, the Denver Broncos. But if you look at Mahomes' schedule the rest of the way, and we talked about this like two or three weeks ago, and it hadn't really come to roost, so to speak, like we hoped it would, very favorable. 
very favorable the rest of oh, the season. It's outstanding. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, great to see Patrick Mahomes get back on track. And it turns out, if you just throw the football to 87, it's going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you well, need Travis Taylor Kelsey in the house. At, You have to have Taylor it, in the house. Stop it. Yeah, I you mean. You see them splits? I That's... did. I did. Shefty tweeted yeah. about the splits this morning. It was hilarious. <laughs> Some people are mad, but you know what? People just live a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, will Travis Kelsey ever get old? Yes. No, he'll be. Uh, Stop. Oh, it. he will. Yes, uh, you're oh, not. You're so... the one person that's not allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah. You're the analytical. Yeah, one. I was gonna say you're the voice I'm the of uh, reason one. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Willie Daniel. You think yes. he will? Yes, I think he will someday get old. I think we're starting to see it with Travis Kelsey. By the fact, the fact. What? Like, Wait, uh, after yesterday, twelve Listen. for one seventy nine at a touchdown. <laughs> I'm what? not talking about yet. Like this year, we have already seen Travis Kelsey be banged up and feel like he's missed time. Like this is a thing that he doesn't normally do within his career. Tra- right now, he's got a boost. Uh, he's got some game. juice. Yeah, yeah. I don't. No. Yeah. Feel, feels fluky. Feels, feels fluky, fluky like that the a injury 34-year-old was... who's never missed any time in the NFL might eventually yeah, get old. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. My point is, of course he will someday, but I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about it right now. Yeah. I mean, he's, I'm not worried about it right now either. Yeah, the question was someday. But here's what I would say. is like, So we can debate whether Travis Kelsey will get old eventually. But yesterday was just, I know that it's been a while since we saw a day like this for Patrick Mahomes. What are you laughing at? Nothing. I'm just thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of like with was Talladega Nights, where he's like, with modern science, with modern science and medicine, I figure I'll live till 120, 130. That's that Travis, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Like he'll be 54, so yeah. catch him passive. Um, but this was seriously like uh, it was for those that made the early investments in Mahomes and Kelsey. I, I would argue that Kelsey up to this point has still been worth that early investment because yeah, he remains right. that difference maker at tight end. Mahomes, though, finally paid off, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you just hope that this is the start. Like, I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago with Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but they point to last year having one game. The, the, the switch kind of was flipped for mm-hmm. them. You wonder if this can be the switch that flips the Chiefs' season. Weirdly, they play the Broncos again next week, who they played last Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the NFL does that, but they play over the next two games before their bye. Broncos and Dolphins. Can Patrick Mahomes build into that bye with a couple of monster performances? If yesterday is any indication, he sure can. And it may be in part because they have a new receiver who's the real deal. Rasheed Rice ran a season high, I guess a career high technically as well, 30 routes yesterday for Rasheed Rice, their second round pick out of SMU. He also found the end zone. Go to the waiver wire this week and add yourself some Rasheed Rice because, well, I can't guarantee you a touchdown or, you know, 12 fantasy points a week mm-hmm. with Rasheed Rice. If I had to pick a Chiefs receiver that I wanted to roster and start right now, it's pretty clear it's Rasheed Rice. Yeah, Michael Hardman had a role in this one, uh, 10 snaps, but Kadarius Tony only played 11 snaps yeah. in the game. It kind of came at his expense. Also, Justin Watson was out for this one. Justin Ross was actually ahead of both of them. It was MVS, Moore, and Rice as the big three for Kansas City. Pretty clear cut. Not even close, frankly, in terms of snaps played. So I'm with you on Rice. The only reservation there is he hasn't cleared seven targets in a game. He hasn't kind of got over the top just yet to become a must-start every week, but uh, he has been super productive. One comment I want to make about this week, it, it kind of feels like a return to earth sort of, or the, wor- the world is set right sort of week. Like yeah. the Eagles kind of reestablished themselves as a powerhouse. So did the, the Chiefs. Um, you know, to some extent, I guess the Bills kind of came back to, to earth a little bit. So did Miami. Um, you know, I, uh, I forget where else I was going with this Not one, many injuries. That was good. Yeah, not many injuries as well. But I, I feel, feel like we just sort of kind of Mahomes obviously bouncing back. I just yeah, feel like Lamar, everyone kind of having a Lamar game. Re, yeah, yeah. Uh, reestablished themselves and we kind of figured out who's who. Uh, Detroit back to Earth. Exception. Detroit comes back to Earth a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I didn't need that. What's one that? notable exception, Field Jates. You go ahead. 
Austin Eckler. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, what do yeah, we do yeah, here? Yeah. And Mike had a great tweet this morning. Well, actually, a crappy tweet in terms of the content, <laughs> but a very insightful tweet. What was it? <laughs> That's, you know what I just thought of now is that guy yesterday who was like, uh, your this tweet is way more valuable than anything Mike has tweeted today <laughs> in your timeline. He, Did you guys see this yesterday? It's actually really funny. That's because all my tweets are like buzz kills about yes, like yes, snap counts and stuff like that. Well, uh, my uh, so yesterday I came home and on Sundays when I come back from the early slate of games, I go back and watch the afternoon games at home to help out with. I've got two kids under two. Mm-hmm. It's mayhem uh, from like the hours of basically four to yeah, seven p.m. Yeah. yeah, you know that feeling, right? So I go back and I try to have as many. Uh, devices available for watching. I've got Red Zone on TV. I've got uh, the ability to watch a couple of games on uh, on my iPad and then also my computer. And I have my computer out and I was watching a game and I left uh, my but I also had Twitter open and my my daughter and something completely ineligible. What's what's the word? Completely unreadable. Right. It was like W L T R something. And I was like, God. and then so someone texts me and they're like, hey, you might want to check your Twitter feed. I'm like, oh, here we hacked? go. She retweeted and, one of them spam uh, yeah, accounts. Yeah, so she just, you know, she was just pecking away on the keyboard. And then uh, someone replies to the tweet, which again, it was like WLTR, something ridiculous, like a couple of like semicolons as well. It was like, this is more informative than anything Mike Clay tweets. <laughs> That's so I'm just good. like posting snap downs and stuff. That. Mike so is, good. yeah, actually helping. But the, the Austin Eckler tweet was. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> oh, he yeah, has yeah. We six. I forgot. We were talking about football on the show. Uh, six or fewer targets in each straight games. Yeah. Uh, only two well, yesterday. Uh, was it two yesterday? He had uh, one I don't catch. Have it in front yeah. Of me. yeah, one catch. One catch. So real talk uh, in the game. Yeah. Real talk. And it's, it's been a terrible year for top of the market running backs, right? Like other than like Travis Etienne's been stock up, Alvin Kamara's mm-hmm. stock up. Obviously, CMC's been amazing, but it's not like Saquon's been dominant. Derrick Henry's had some fading moments. Jacobs, Jacobs yeah. has been bad, right? Like relative to to mm-hmm. preseason expectations. So I can't say Eckler's on an island in that regard. But like seriously, like I mean, I don't know, Daniel. Like, how are you? Feeling? Like, what's your temperature for your for the Austin Eckler manager? I have been waiting to get Austin Eckler back, and if this is the performance that I get, it doesn't make me feel super great. Now, the one thing okay. is that I understand the return to performance, right? Like, we want to maybe like ramp him up back slowly. But don't you feel like Stefania kind of quelched I that did. last? She was sort of like, yeah, he's he's hundred percent. Yeah, he played to, last I'm, week too. I'm trying yeah. to talk myself into a reason why I shouldn't be so negative about this, but this is not the kind of performance that I was expecting, especially with Kellen Moore. First time under nine fantasy points. And hit the longest active streak in the NFL, and it's now snapped. That's yeah. tough. And there was now, a you don't lot want of nine. Uh, you want 19? Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. Yeah, targets have been down. Uh, Keenan Allen is soaking up a lot of them short range targets. Not sure that's going to change. Josh yeah. Kelly's still involved. He's. Like now, of course, he's a long touchdown run. Right, of like, course, well, like, Josh Kelly looks good. <laughs> like for now. a month, we needed him in place. Right. Eckler did nothing, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know that Eckler is a, an elite running back right now. More of a mid range RB one. He did have a, you know, he's played three games. One of them was a huge game in Week One, so maybe we're uh, jumping the gun here. But they do play Chicago this week, who struggled against running backs. Sunday so night perhaps, football, baby. Perhaps he gets back on yeah. track. Let's talk about you talk about this, right? Obviously, Austin Eckler was kind of a disappointing performance. It wasn't the only one this week. Cooper Cup, if you used him this week, other outside of I know what happened. Puka Nakua, tell me what it was. First two targets of the game for Cooper Cup came in like the first three plays. Dropped them both. Cooper Cup never drops passes. Yikes. And I was like, you know what? It's just one of those days. Right? It's like, uh-huh. I don't know. Steph Curry like misses a free throw early and you're like, you know what? He might only go for like 19 tonight. You like <laughs> you, you dodged mm-hmm. one there. You know, he goes three for 17 from three and then comes back the next game and has like nine threes. Whatever. Uh, the point is, yeah, Cooper Cup, like, I'm not making much of this one. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to have the, he still had, what, seven targets yesterday. Uh, the story of the day was like, 
Puka Nakua, baby. Undertaker gif. Yeah. This is two. They have two top 10 fantasy receivers Correct. right now. Yeah. Uh, targets since Cup returned three games. 31 for Nakua, 29 for Cup. Next closest has nine. Wow. With Tyler Higby, the running backs combined have five targets in three games. Yeah, since the only return. problem is Tutu Atwell is the only one, only one that scores touchdowns. Yeah, he scored yeah. the touchdown. That was kind Again. of a fluky play. Did you see Stafford's reaction yeah. when they caught him? He was like, yeah. wow, I got Thank lucky you. on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, they both have a target share of at least 35%. Most teams ha- are lucky if they have one guy that's like at 28%. Yeah. They have two at 35 plus. And by all accounts, that won't change. Yeah. I mean, if, if if defenses focus on one, they'll go to the other. And we've seen that with them bouncing back and forth the last two weeks. It was Cup last week. It was Nakua this week. Both guys line up locks. Nakua is not a hot take at this point. The real deal. I he mean, is the, the guy is deal. good at football. It's Mike, unreal. We've got Kyron Williams on IR for the next four weeks. So yeah, part of what we were looking at here. here, too, was looking at these Rams running backs. This split looked like Daryl Henderson was the guy. But what can you tell us yeah, about how he, they broke out? He here? had an edge of about 10 snaps in this game. So uh, I think they did kind of try Freeman and Henderson yep. and see who the hot hand is. And they both came out and played well. They yeah, both they were racking up rushing yards right out of the gate. Uh, looks like Henderson leaning as the 1A, Freeman as the 1B. And we should expect that until Kyron Williams returns. Zero snaps for Zach Evans. Yeah, so crazy. he's dropped. He's a non-factor. Yeah, zero snaps for uh, Zach Evans, zero targets for Royce Freeman. So that might be, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to break the tie between Henderson and Royce Freeman, it would be that Henderson not only found the end zone yesterday, but also got a couple Couple of, of I think it was three targets total for Henderson. Make make sure you keep both roster too. Again, we we talked about this on Fantasy Football Now yesterday as uh, we were talking about it off of Kareem Hunt, which is uh, coming back like after not being with a team the whole offseason and then playing like hamstring injury, something like that for Henderson. So I would make sure I keep both uh, rostered. That's a tough one. On the other side of the game, respect Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. I have no idea who they're 4-2. TJ Watt is a freak. He's yep. not from this planet. Nope. Unbelievable to be 4-2 right Kenny now. Kenny Pickett, I feel like he matured in the second half. Like, he just took a leap forward. He just looked way better in the second half of that game. He did. I mean, he, he just, was definitely short of that down play late in the oh, game. That's true. But, but overall, shout out to the Steelers, 4-2. Three, they just keep finding yeah. a way. Death taxes and Tomlin, baby. If you're a Steelers fan, you're just pumped to be able to get out with a win in this mm-hmm. one. Oh, my yeah. God. Heck, yeah. Play the Jaguars next week. Yep. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus. Today's show was brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. Mm-hmm. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 yep. claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It is easy to Geico, and they are promoting our Week 7 recap. Guys, we are talking yeah. about the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I was let's searching, talk about this. I was searching yeah. all afternoon. I was like, where is Bijan? Yeah. What happened? Why does Bijan have no points? And then I found out. Bijan had a headache. Yeah. So they gave all the work to Tyler Algier instead of Bijan. And Cordell Patterson was Patterson, very busy in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was interesting. I mean, we were all frustrated and shaking our heads and wondering if maybe it was just load management sort of game. And then we found out at halftime he wasn't feeling well. So he was just limited in the game. And I thought, all right, that makes sense. You know, sometimes you wake up, you're not feeling good. You have a migraine, whatever it is. Maybe they thought we're still going to use him. It would have been nice to know that information. Sure. Which nice. would have been great. But it also happens. I mean, like, it's not like they weren't obligated to report that right it would have been nice to know but i was asking that yesterday in the war room league like do they have to submit some sort of heads up to the league like hey he's been added to the question the injury report is questionable even after inactives are declared right we've seen guys get hurt in warm-ups and they'll say like so-and-so has been added to the injury report with an ankle injury he's now questionable Mm -hmm. to play so i was surprised there was no notification from the falcons the first notification that we got was the halftime report right. coming out of the first half. I believe it was Christina Pink on the call uh, who said, hey, yeah, Arthur Smith said basically, hey, he's not feeling well. We're going to manage it, as you guys just both referenced. He did actually get back on the field in the second half during the team's two-minute drive late in the game, which they mm-hmm. end up scoring the game-winning field goal on. 
I'm not gonna like I'm not going scorched earth on Arthur Smith today. I was obviously frustrated during the day yesterday when I had no idea yeah, about the too. fact that there was something going on with Bijan Robinson. And at that point, how can you blame us for thinking there was anything up because mm-hmm. of the fact that there was no indication? Yeah, because he was um, playing. He, he was, was playing, he just snaps, playing like, scarcely. <laughs> it felt at first like, oh, maybe he did. Maybe he was late to a meeting and yeah, they exactly benched him for right. the first yep. three drives mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but to all my friends out there that texted me yesterday <laughs> and are like. Thanks for nothing, ESPN, for not notifying us about this before yeah. the game. I'm here to tell you that nobody notified we anybody about this before the game. So, uh, a tough one here. Um, I, I, it's it sucks. I mean, it's it's the fantasy trap. This happens like once every few years. Something weird. It's like mm-hmm. this is like T. Uh, Higgins, T. Higgins last, thank year. You, yeah. last year. Yeah, who like plays but then uh, was active but played like two snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happens on occasion. It's a fantasy trap. It sucks. I guess the only takeaway I have is he did, Arthur Smith, say after the game, it's something that we're going to look into or evaluate or monitor. So hopefully it's not something that that's like going to be... That sounds like more than a headache. I, like, what my, is that? My, my inference on that was that he's probably just saying, like, like he's sort of protecting the player and the team mm-hmm. in this regard. Like, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it for future weeks. It doesn't... I hope it's not a big issue going forward, but... Uh, Obviously, uh, for yesterday, you got bit in the butt. We've had players that have played through, not played through, but played with like chronic migraine issues, and that has been mm-hmm. a thing in the past. Um, so hopefully that's not a thing yeah, for I mean, it, it happens. I, I've been there. I've had days where I've done this podcast with a migraine. Like It happens, and it's really hard to – like I can't imagine playing football. Like If, you, noticeable yeah. if you're days. there and you start getting – and sometimes they just pop up, yeah. if, and you see – like you ever see floaters and stuff? I get them once. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very rare. But that's what could have happened. Like a half hour before the game, you're, you're smiling. I, I don't know I mean, if I'm allowed to laugh or not. I, I, like I, I, I just, I, I feel for the guy. If that's what it was, I mean, that's yeah. that's terrible and no, it's no, unfortunate. It's, and and I can't. I saw, it's, too. Like I, my reactions in the in on like social were like really like no, you know, whatever, explicative that, and this is nonsense. We should have known. He should have told us. Yeah. Don't defend him. All that. I'm like, man, it's life. Like sometimes you get a migraine and you're limited, or it's not. Go- you know, I I don't know. I feel like we've been there before, and it's justifiable absolutely so I, I don't know i'm just gonna I, fade I just, from social media and just like never turn back and i'm not sure my life will be any worse for it no oh my goodness this the spam on the x right now is unbelievable it's intolerable yeah. I, I i used to love that app uh big part of this of the building of my career totally awful yeah. i mean what what's going on it's, it's no one knows yeah love i love it love it in its heyday but it's it's going the wrong way can you tell me what's going on because i thought that without having Bijan Robinson, we were going to get maybe more Kyle Pitts this week, but instead it was back to what we had been expecting. That was one of our uh, our red zone questions. Was will he got catch that one right? That's like one of the four. only ones yeah. we got this know, week. It was a rough red zone week. Yeah, what, three catches. If you know there was going to be no Bijan Robinson, would you not take the over on four catches for Kyle Pitts? I mean, oh, come man. on. I don't know. This offense, I have no idea. I mean, what a quirky game. Did you guys see the, the, like, the fumbles? And he fumbled three times, all in the red zone. Yeah. He lost all three of them. Yeah. By the way, one of them was him sauntering into the end zone. I used the word saunter intentionally mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Freaking sprint to the goal line, man. Just finish the job. Great play by Levante David to, I'm sorry, Antoine Winfield to knock it out. I mean, that's an incredible play right there. But uh, yeah, this Falcons offense is uh, at times very, very maddening. And I am totally not talking about the Bijan part here because uh, even putting that aside for a second, like just a weird, quirky day again. Drake London nearly has a touchdown, by the way, as mm-hmm. well. That crazy play in which yep. he, I mean, just everything yesterday was weird about that game. And yet, you know what? They're the only team in the division with a winning record. 
Yeah, but they scored one touchdown, so one of their skill guys must have caught it or ran it in, right? Yeah, no, right. Desmond Ritter ran oh, it in. Right. So, right. and and if had had he not fumbled the other one, it would have been, been two Desmond rushing Ritter rushing touchdowns. Yes. So Let's this move. offense so frustrating, but yeah. this is what we got ourselves into. Should we move on to greener pastures? Let's, Let's do it. Game. Please. This was such a weird game. Best Let's game talk of the day. Yeah, Colts and Browns. Ended exactly as we were expecting, right. thirty-nine to thirty-eight. Oh we Score knew it was going to be no. a back and forth. Yeah, Minshew like just yeah. slicing M- up this elite Meh. Browns defense. Dude. Make, name a list of every player in Colts franchise history with two passing and two rushing touchdowns in a game. Well, Pete Manning. I mean, think about all the there. great no. quarterbacks though they've had, right? Andrew John Luck. Unitas, Andrew yeah. Luck, oh, Peyton yeah. Manning. I'm just going to say it's one. I was going to say Jim Sorge. Um, <laughs> and the answer, of course, Jim Harbaugh. Is Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Wow. I mean, amazing. And just, by the way, the Browns had allowed three offensive touchdowns in their first five games. That's bad. The Colts had four yesterday. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I really don't or think good, this is... And bad. by the way, the Browns defense still had like 17 fantasy points Just because ridiculous. Miles Garrett is a walking play game game plan season. It was so weird because the Browns... Career record. The Browns allowed the fewest points and yards, but they didn't have any ter- forced turnovers. Yeah. It was like the exact opposite yep. in this game. Minshew had... You know how many top 20 fantasy weeks he had coming into this game? Zero? Six. Zero. That was his first one, and he just that's goes off. He's QB3 He's going in pending... Against the Browns. Like the one team you were... No one was going to yeah. stream and him and that, that was. I think that's where I was going before. It was like the Browns defense kind of came back to earth, and the and the Broncos went back to the median as well. Like yeah. They're they're uh, not yeah. as bad as we thought. The Browns are not as good as we thought. It's yeah. kind of... That's how this league works. There's adjustments and teams kind of work their way back uh toward the middle so we saw that reversion to some extent here with the browns defense I so we should you, talk oh sorry go ahead daniel i want to ask you about this though because the one thing for me in this is we've been talking all like the last couple weeks Finally. about jonathan taylor yep. Yep. and zach moss and this split mike you've been telling us about how these snaps have been working <laughs> out how do they work out here in this game yeah w- one snap edge to zach moss he had 34 it was 33 Crazy, for right? taylor 21 touches though for taylor to 19 for Moss, and uh, it turns out Taylor might be better. He about doubled him up in yardage and had a touchdown in this game. This, again, is going... Like, it's so hard to predict things. It's yeah. kind of going how we called this one. Yeah. He was limited at first, and then it was an even share, and it's still... He hasn't really separated in snaps, but... He's starting to he's starting to build an edge in terms of touches and production. Uh, Taylor is very clearly... A good football player. He's a good we're football seeing player. that. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> As but, it you know, turns out. So there was a moment yesterday. So the Colts were wearing these helmets they'd never worn before. These, I thought they uh, were sharp. I liked them. I liked them too. Uh, black helmet, blue shoe, look sort of like Duke vibes. And uh, they also were in different jerseys than they had previously worn. Mm-hmm. And at one point I saw the game, and I, this is very early in the game. Zach Moss gets a carry, and they have a little C right there, right, like right above his heart, like on his left shoulder. And I was like, there's no way that they just paid Jonathan Taylor $42 million dollars. And have talked about how much he means to the franchise, and they've literally named Zach Moss one of their captains. Like, are you kidding me? As if this couldn't be any more difficult to figure out. It mm. turned out that every player had that C uh, on their pat uh, for the Colts. Uh, that's what it is. But I was like, wow. So, uh, but yes, a, uh, a it's not not a separation yet for Jonathan Taylor because of the snap edge, but just the production. Obviously, uh, a big difference maker yeah. there. He looked looked more like the Jonathan Taylor we know. Yeah, that's slight right. edge in carries and targets the last two weeks, and more fantasy production. He's the 1A for sure, and the guy we feel better about. This isn't the only split that happened here, though, guys, because we've been watching, and Field, I want to give you a shout-out for this. Like, you mentioned Josh Downs a couple weeks ago. We've been watching Josh Downs. He's good. Mm -hmm. Look fantastic. I was really hopeful that Michael Pittman... Michael Pittman's stat line is so weird in this, because what it should read is one catch for eight yards, and then one more catch for 75 yards and a touchdown that he definitely should have been tackled on. I know, and by the way, there was a flag at the end of that play, and you're like, no! (laughs) It was a taunting penalty, so it was all good. 
uh, in the end. But has Josh uh, both taken of them, over as the guy that you? Want? I don't think so. No, okay. the target share is still certainly heavily favoring uh, Michael Pittman. And I know this is going to sound weird on a day in which Josh Downs has five for one twenty-five and a touchdown, but the big play upside certainly also leans towards Michael Pittman Jr. The first one hundred yard game for Josh Downs this season: two catches, sixty-five yards, and a touchdown on the opening drive mm-hmm. for Downs. But I'll just say this: like. I think about it through the lens of a 16-team league, which is where I first roster Josh Downs, and it's like, you don't think twice about starting him. He's starting to creep into that, Mm -hmm. like, should be on benches in 10-team leagues, maybe starting in 12-team leagues in which you start three wide receivers, 14-team leagues, lock it in, like, good football player, and we talked about the number of snaps the Colts ran recently. It was like like 84 in one game. It should get down to, like, Mm mid-60s. They put a ton of snaps again yesterday. It's so weird. Yeah, it is, uh, and it's a, it is a fast-paced offense. So they were a little over their head. It's they should still be near the leaders in snaps, yep. assuming they're competent offensively, which they were yesterday against a good defense. So yeah, I think uh, Downs is going to be a flex option again. No teams on a buy, so you're right. In deeper twelve-team leagues, he's going to be on the flex writer this week. By the way, Pittman snap uh, targets down a little bit, seven or fewer in three of four, but uh, he's had some big games. I still think he's fine. I still think he's uh, a, you know a fringe wide receiver two at this point. Yep. Not quite the wide receiver one. He looked like right out of the gate. More of a two right now, but uh, yeah, he's still the preferred option. Colts are the Saints next week, so a tough test for them, at least uh, mm-hmm. on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. You may have said this. I apologize because I was looking up a stat. So okay, Matthew. I, that's, why, that's why I'm not listening right as here. usual. Yep. But Josh Downs has 13 or more fantasy points in four of his last five weeks. He does. Good. Yeah. Like he, uh, the idea that he is that on only rostered. There. Is it? Look at that. Yeah. He's only rostered in 34% of leagues. It's crazy to me. He definitely, like we've talked about, one of those guys you need to add off the waiver. And they're not quite the Rams in terms of saturation, but it's basically two receivers that matter in that yeah. offense. Absolutely. Alec Michael- Pierce is the, the you know, Marquez Valdez scantling for them. Dude, yep. but with that even, like Michael Pittman's usage is so weird because it's like he'll have 14 targets one week and yep. then five the next week. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that usage is just very, it's tough to figure out. Mm-hmm. One of those guys that you got to start and just hope that it works out for yep. you. So uh, fingers crossed. I would love to see more Jonathan Taylor. Like kind of take advantage of this and, and I have think a little less will. Yeah. yeah, I think I'll continue to take more and more control there. Yep. All right, back here on Fantasy Focus, Field Jates, Mike Clay, Daniel Dopp, and we are going to continue this. Brought to you by GEICO. Insurance can be hard, guys. That's why GEICO makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and mm. on-the-go mm-hmm. policy info in the app. It's easy to GEICO. Guys, let's talk about this. National Tight End Day. Mm-hmm. This was a fun one because I felt like we had a lot of conversation coming into they this. They all celebrated. And everybody, it felt like, got in the end zone except for Sam LaVorda. But when you look at this, we already talked about, obviously, the two big guys. Yep. Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, they were fantastic. But it wasn't just them. Darren Waller found a way to get in the end zone. We've been waiting to see this. If you've been a Darren Waller manager, this is what you have been hoping for. And he did it with Terod Taylor under center. Yeah. First game over 20 fantasy points for Waller this season. But for, it was still good. I mean, that that's useful. He was he was useful against the Bills the prior Sunday as well. Maybe ooh, what is it? The Darren Waller to Rod Taylor connection. I think well, that's what I, it yeah, is. that's where I was going with this. I was going to say when Daniel Jones is healthy, he has to return as the starter or. Does, Does he? he? Oh, wow. don't you put that into existence. Look at this. I Mike mean, Clay, noted stop. Eagles fan, trying to stir the pot to the Giants. They play the Jets I, this weekend. It's, at this point, you have to Bowl, think about right? it. I mean, that offense is – I mean, they are dead last in passing yeah. touchdowns Four over years. the last three and a half million. years. There's no way. Three and a half years, they're don't dead last. Don't you think Terod Taylor would look good? We didn't talk about this earlier, and we could uh, remind me uh, – mental reminder tomorrow, Sean Watson conversation, because, man – 
Yeah, they say he's starting next week, but I know. Man, I don't imagine know. if that Browns defense had a quarterback to be able to help him out a little bit. Well, imagine if they had Terod Taylor there right that, now. Seriously. Former Brown. Why not Jacoby Brissett even? That guy's not getting used, and he was fantastic for them when last year. When does he start starting games in, mm-hmm. uh, in Washington? Um, but yeah, I mean, tight end day was awesome. Darren Waller, uh, I think Daniel Jones is going to start once he gets back to full strength, even if Mike is suggesting Not going to be otherwise. rushing him back at this point, the way but they yeah. played much better the last yeah. couple weeks. So, but I, I would say that maybe, so guys that balled out amongst the tight ends include the two stars at the top. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Darren Waller. We yep. talked about Dallas Goddard had a big night for Philly. He's been heating up of late, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He He's was a really big part good. of the offense. Yeah, it's coming at Devontae Smith's uh, expense a uh, little bit. A little but bit. It is. Not to mention DeAndre Swift has been terrific, too. They're getting so much out of him. So, yeah. But, yeah, he was awesome as well. But, uh, yeah, I think I know where you're going with this, the one I want to talk about. Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. let's go. What's happening? So, uh, interesting. So, um, you know, the Patriots are obviously going to try to do their best, take away what you do best. And I think this year, because Josh Allen's running the ball so much less frequently – Probably the most potent part of the Bills' passing attack would be, you know, things vertically down the field. Gabe Davis has been very productive, and then Stephon Diggs has been an absolute animal all season. Um, and then yesterday it was like, yeah, you want to dink and dunk your way against us? Go ahead. And by the way, it worked it for did. New England, yeah. right? I mean, it was they ended up scoring Buffalo to 25 points, but I think they were at 10 points until like six minutes left mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So Dalton Kincaid benefited dramatically like i'm trying to think of who the perfect analog was this was like tj hawkinson style from the vikings all last season just dump him the ball off mm-hmm. seven eight nine ten yards at a time that worked well eight catches on eight targets mike you got a career highs and targets catches and yards in yeah. this game and remember uh he missed the game and before that he left the game injured yep. with a concussion before that his last full game also had a target share of at least 20%. So this really? is two in a row now. Kind of interesting. Uh, could they have perhaps said, all right, we're going to take it slow with this kid, yep. first-round pick, tight end, the first month of the season, and then start to you know release him into the into the wild, if you will, and put him on the fantasy radar. So uh, it's interesting, though. His snap and route participation actually a little below his season averages, which is the only thing that huh. I found to be a little bit of a red flag. But uh, the key really is it, when he's running routes, is he going to be targeted? That was not the case early in the season. It was uh, in this one. So I'm feeling c- more confident in him. I think he should be on your radar and waivers. This is a super talented player in a pass-heavy, high-scoring Buffalo Bills offense. And he's out there in a lot of leagues. Just scoop him up. Maybe he could be a tight end one down the stretch. I would love it if that happens. I do want to ask you a question about him, though. Please do, yeah. Because I don't feel like he just had this tight end room to himself. Dawson Knox was still there. It's not like Dawson Knox was a scratch. I think that he's basically a big wide receiver. You think that's where it's at? Like, for utilization purposes, it's Stephon Diggs, Dalton clearly. Kincaid, you're talking well, Kincaid, they're, yeah. yes. they're both running routes from the slot quite a bit, but yeah. uh, they just don't have a third receiver, and they're not using a third receiver pretty much at all. They're rotating three guys in there occasionally, but it's been Kincaid and Knox out there pretty much full time. So I don't know if it really matters what their position designation is other than for I, fantasy. I, they're just on the field all the time. I might literally be making this up, which I, 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 a lot of stuff goes through my head. Do I, am I misremembering this, or do I feel like someone in the Bills talked recently about how, like, yeah, when Dalton's on the field, Dalton Kincaid, we're kind of treating it like teams are basically playing us in nickel, right? Like mm-hmm. they're treating him like he's a wide receiver, which, by the way, that stuff happens often. When you run a lot of 12 personnel, yeah. teams have to make that choice. Yeah, and and if, when you've yeah, got a guy 100%. who's athletic like he is. So anyways... Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right, Daniel. It's a two tight end room. Can it actually work for fantasy purposes? I hope so. I think it's if it's if it can, it's going to work for one of them, and I think that one's going to end up being Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, I don't think teams are. I mean, I could confirm this, but I'm pretty. You're right. Most teams are going to be a nickel, and you're not going to play Buffalo in like four three base yeah. or something. <laughs> like, yeah, right. But an extra line. You're gonna you want a linebacker out there against a third receiver or Dalton Kincaid? I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
I was just curious about that. Sam Bills Laporta play also Thursday didn't night. look terrible. Yeah. yeah, they do. Short week there, so you're hoping mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Any other tight ends that you like? Taysom Hill had a week here. Is this going to be know. one of those? Like We always got to mention it whenever Taysom has a week, but I'm not adding him in a 10-team uh, league. I it, a it's, it's a Jawan Johnson thing. Jawan Johnson's been out. Yeah. Taysom Hill's been playing tight end. If J- Johnson's back... Thank you. Best then, quarterback uh, you in the Saints, Hill. question mark? But if, just if, kidding. Yeah, if Johnson's going to be out then, then Hill, yeah. He's on the fantasy radar. That's there. All right, wrapping up Fantasy Focus here. Daniel Dot, Mike Clay, and Field Yates. Guys, we got Monday Night Football to talk about, but I want to say one thing first. Okay. Okay. Shout out to you, Field. You got a Jake Bobo touchdown for everybody. Let's make Jake Bobo a thing, please. How about this? I mean, seriously, like if you were starting a Seahawks roster from scratch today and you had your pick of rookie wide receivers on their roster, Jake Bobo, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, you make the call, Mike. <laughs> Jake Bobo, I'm going to go with J- the guy that starts with J. <laughs> J- yeah, yeah, the guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson man. Smith and Jigba. But you know, Bobo looks play- like the real deal. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, he, everybody knows I got some skin in the game there. Couldn't be more proud of him. Mm-hmm. From my high school, his mom was uh, my wife's coach growing up. So, like, we absolutely have loved following his journey. He's a legit football player. This is not mm-hmm. just a feel-good story. He had one of the best yeah. catches of the season yesterday. He's making a real impact uh, for the Seahawks. Um for fantasy purposes, I think the more likely scenario is that if DK Metcalf continues to miss time, we're talking more about Jackson Smith and Jigba's fantasy value. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Jigba did find the end zone yesterday. I bet Mike has the snaps, or at least yeah. some Who, sense. Uh, of I was going to ask you, which Seahawks receiver actually led the team in snaps played? Oh, my God. It's, de- it's definitely be like, is Penny Hart no, still it's, there? No, it's Jake Bubba. Jake Bubba? Yeah, yeah Bubba was wow. one. Yeah, I believe Lockett was two or three. Two, those guys were two and three. Do you hear something funny, by the way? Huh. Jake Bobo, his first name, his legal first name. Jackson. Field. Oh. No way. Yeah. So they've got Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jackson Bobo, <laughs> and Jackson two Bobo. rookie wide receivers, both scored touchdowns yesterday. Oh, I First love round it. pick, and, uh, undrafted free one agent. One of us three started him in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I know. My client actually yeah. started Deep Jake Leaguer. Bobo. He was my emergency bench hold for Metcalf. Metcalf was out, plugged in Bobo, got a cool well, uh, 12 way, points. Like, yeah, or no more, no more than, than that. Four for 61. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say. Uh, the best part is, by the way, is that, like, so I actually have, like, I have Jake on a couple, like, it's karma for me, right? Like, he's my, like, my feel good team. Like, I've got him in a guillotine league, and I'm like, you know, guillotine league, like you're you're obviously churning over mm-hmm. rosters every single week, and there's some amazing top end players left over. I will never drop Jake Bobo in that never. guillotine. No way, God, dude, that's like no. me with like Bryce Butler and like <laughs> oh, Boston wow. Scott for wow. so long. Yeah. Like there, yeah. like guys like that. I've yeah. always kept kept stash. Love those. Oh, guys. what was the uh, um, the third round running back from Miami you loved? Uh, Arizona oh, yes, State. Yes, yes, well, it was. Um, his name is. And you and Matthew used to argue the about temple, him all the time. It was, uh, oh, Kalen Balash. Oh, Balazs. oh Balazs. yeah. Thank yeah. You. That was the opposite. No matter what, <laughs> I, know, I would I not know. at him. I know, I know. I'd be like, I have no running back. There's <laughs> yeah. none left except him. I Nope, don't want him. <laughs> all right, let's talk Monday Night Football here yeah. really quickly. Just Wrap to preview it. Yeah. CMC, going to play in this game. We got news. Obviously, Debo Samuel going to be out a couple games, so yep. we will be without Debo. If you had to make a yep. move in order to get somebody to like potentially play in place of CMC, now you don't have to worry about it unless something happens. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to be out there this week. How yeah, he he's look- good. I said like the takeaway for CMC is probably like, how does he look? Right. And do they is alter his utilization? Yeah. At all? Does yeah. Elijah Mitchell come in and get some more work? Do they exactly? Yeah, but does he play? Yeah. I mean, he he might play less than usual, get half the carries, and get six, seven targets. That's still enough to be a no-brainer start. In fantasy. Oh, no yeah, doubt. I mean, I mean, he's still going to be. You know, he he may not. Who was the highest scoring running back this week again? He may not be Gus Edwards, but he'll be. You <laughs> Stop know. it. He, he could. Was it Deontay Foreman? Right. Foreman. Yes. Who didn't yeah, even talk touchdowns? about, by the way? Oh Deontay Foreman, shout out to you. We'll what talk more about that when they play Sunday night in a good matchup against the Chargers. But, like, mad, mad respect Deontay Foreman. 
that's on the Tuesday topic as well because yeah, I want to give him his, his flowers. Yeah, his we, violence. We need to talk about him because uh, he remember yeah. he had a bad Achilles tear and was out of the league for a while. Yeah, it was a un, was a kind of a surprising comeback story. It's been great, and he's been awesome the yeah. last couple of years yeah. despite facing so many uh, heavy boxes. I feel like he. Like, I like his lost problem, weight in a good way. Like, yeah. he just looks good. Like, yeah. he looked really good in that I game. I think the and, big problem for him is, like, and yesterday I defied this, but, like, limited passing game value, no special teams value. So teams are like, okay, you're the easy running back to make inactive this week. Yeah, yeah but he still had, like, what, four targets in this game? Yeah, was, until nice, yesterday so. he defied it, right? Yeah, he's so, gonna, and now we have yeah. to keep an eye on him, though, because Roshan Johnson, if he gets back next yeah, week, yeah. it's he's going to be a factor. But yeah. Foreman looking good. Uh, back to the 49ers, just keeping an eye on whether CMC plays – 60% of the snaps, 80, mm-hmm. 95, we'll see there. And then for Minnesota, I really think the storyline of this game tonight is Minnesota, even without Justin Jefferson, is a very fantasy-friendly offense. How much is that stymied against a San Francisco defense that mm-hmm. we know is insanely good? If you look numerically, though, and Mike will tell you, they're more efficient than they are I guess, dominant for fantasy purposes because they just play so many snaps because they're beating the bag out of teams so often that the numbers might be a little bit misleading in mm-hmm. terms of how many points they're actually surrendering mm-hmm. per game yep. in fantasy. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and also watching these two receivers from Minnesota, can they both establish themselves yep. as fantasy starters? Addison, I think we're already kind of there, yep. and we'll see on uh, we'll see in KJ Osborne. All right, Field and I are taking the 49ers. Mike's got the Vikings. We love you guys. Thank That's you right. so much for hanging out with us. We'll That's see you on Tuesday. That's not true. Do you want to say it? You want to say the positive thing? What? You, know, you said I'm not allowed to say it anymore. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to love each other. That's right. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. You have earned it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Are you so mean now? I'm, I'm not. He's a NASCAR guy with a base to try. A Langford fan for life. Chargers are off to a terrible start. But that won't change his mind Matching up all the quarterbacks Touchdown regression and weekly stats But if your team falls